This is First Class Counselors, another innovative podcast brought to you by Camp Hacker. First Class Counselors is dedicated to young and up-and-coming camp mavericks. By equipping and empowering our on-the-ground staff, camp directors can rest easy knowing that our campers are having the true life-changing experience that parents expect. Find our show notes and our blog for camp leaders and professionals at camphacker.tv. Hello, Camp Pros. This is Oliver Gregan, Summer and Family Camps Director at YMCA Camp Jewel. And I'm Matt Hansberger, Camp Director at Pierce Williams Christian Center, and you are listening to First Class Counselors. So this series is for the camp directors to give to their counselors as they hire and prepare them for the upcoming summer. That's right. What we're trying to do here is give camp counselors some hard skills and talk about some of the issues in the camp counseling industry. Because great camp directors know that counselors have the probably the most important job at camp. Their abilities will make or break a camper's week and they hold the keys to camper retention. So that camper coming back year after year is thanks to your counselors. So you have actually turned into First Class Counselors' skill show. Here we're going to cover one specific topic and cover the essentials as fast as we can. It's the need to knows. The can't go without. The fundamentals. The basics. That's right. So for this year with First Class Counselors, we are so excited to be jumping on the Go Camp Pro podcast bandwagon here. And Oliver and I are going to be setting up regular recordings for you. Um, every two weeks, you're going to hear from us. And you'll hear one of two shows. So we decided that this year, we're going to build a bank of the skill shows. So um, short, we're going to go for under half an hour. God help us, Oliver. I think we can do it. Um, we're going to go uh, short shows that are based on the hard skills that will help your counselors be better counselors. So transitions, getting people's attention, bedtimes, um, those kinds of things that are hard skills applicable in the summer for your counselors. And then some of our other shows, our regular shows, we'll call them, is where we'll unpack some of the bigger lessons and issues in being a young camp professional or being a camp counselor. And uh, you'll hear in both cases, from some young camp pros who are just starting or just establishing themselves in the industry and some favorites from the go camp pro world. I think we're going to have Kim Acock on pretty soon, which is really exciting. Um, Travis Allison, you know what, Oliver, maybe we'll get Michael Brandwine. Who knows? Michael, if you're listening, we'd love to have you. (laughs) I'm not going to, I'm not going to say no. Oliver's eyes just lit up for those of you not watching the video. I would, I would be Matt and yeah, I wouldn't be talking. It'd be Matt and, and Michael just the whole time. And I'd just be looking at them. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, no, I'm really excited about the new shows, uh, especially the skill set. Cause if they're short and quick, you can send them right off to your counselors and they can get a quick listen and come right back to you. You know, 20 minutes is exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so what are we talking about tonight is really the big thing. And tonight we're talking about bedtime. You know, what, how do you put kids to sleep? Uh, it's one of the big parts of the day, and sometimes it kind of gets left behind because it's the end of the day. It's where everyone's exhausted. They're not really thinking. All the energy's been expelled or expended, whatever you want to say. And uh, I, uh, for one, always thought it was probably one of the most important parts of my day. So I put a lot of focus on it. And you know, here at my camp, I know that this is one of the things that we don't you know, take lightly. So bedtime, super important. That's right. So for this episode, we're going to lead you through um, part of Oliver's tried and true bedtime routine. And we each have a couple points on um, the very important parts of each part of the bedtime routine. So Oliver, let's get started. Um, It says the door here in our show notes. Tell me about that. 
Yeah. So the first and most important thing, when you're coming back to the cabin, you finish up even program, hopefully you did some type of quiet song or poem or something to calm every kid down at the end of what was the craziest and most awesome evening program ever. And you get back to the door and right there, this is where the bedtime ritual starts. You got to front load them. You got to get them started. So my number one rule is kids, campers don't open the door. It's the counselor's responsibility. So the whole cabin heads on back. They get to the cabin. They stand outside. Some camps are really lucky. They got a nice porch to stand underneath. Uh, some cabins, you just stand outside by the door. The counselor gets to that door. They're going to say, hey, you guys, this is the plan for this evening. These are my set times, okay? This is really important. This is what time bedtime is. This is when flashlights are. And we're going to get into some of the other really important things that happen in the cabin, like our cabin chats and our structured, unstructured time. But it's really important for you as a counselor to get to that door and let the kids know, hey, I just want you to know the day is over, but we're not going to go crazy once we walk through this door. And having control over that door is really important. It's very symbolic, and I think it's super important. Yeah, and I think the no matter what your camp uh, does, and we should front load all of our skill shows with the fact that not everything's going to apply to your camp. So um, we'll try to keep it as open and inclusive as possible, but you know, take what you like and leave what you don't. Um, and whether you have you know a cabin room or a common room that you're walking into, I think what Oliver's getting at here is that it's important to front load, front load, front load. Get those expectations done ahead of time so that you're not trying to corral people and get their attention when they're supposed to be following that routine. So whether it's the door or whether it's before you walk through the threshold, whatever it is, set that routine early. Yeah. Yeah. So you set those times, you get in there and then you have, I always say the first five minutes is bunk time. This is really important because you're authoritative, you're, you know, authoritarian at the, that door. You let the kids know this is what's going to happen. But then you say, all right, take your five minutes, get inside, do what you need to do. Um, if you really need to go to the bathroom, head over there, go to the bathroom. If you uh, want to just take your shoes off, sit down for five minutes, that's fine. Uh, but we're going to take five minutes once we get into the cabin uh, to do what you need to do. Uh, <clears throat> but it's really important for you also to take that five minutes to collect yourself, right? You just had a long day. You're a counselor. You're working from sunup to sundown and past that because these kids got to go to bed and it's probably dark by now. So take that five minutes, collect yourself, breathe, take your shoes off, go to the bathroom if you need to, make sure your co is still, you know, watching and you guys can switch on and off for that little period of time. Think about what you're going to be doing a little bit for your cabin chat, which we're going to talk about in a second. That's right. And I, and I think it's important. Again, if you don't have a bathroom in your cabin, that's fine. Make it, make it work based saying. Um, but it's really important that um, you give those kids the, that structure little bit of time and again you're giving them constant heads up on when that five minutes is coming to an end just like you would in any other program you say all right we got two minutes left before we do this next thing we got one minute left okay 30 seconds okay 10 9 and then you're ready to go for your next thing by the time you're done counting down because this is when you're going to go into the next section of the night and it could be a couple of different things oliver do you want to talk about that a bit yeah i kind of say this is an adjusting period so uh, you're still following a routine every single night. You're going to make sure these three parts are all in it. And if you know the schedule ahead of time, you're saying these at the door. So you're going to say which one comes first. Uh, and this will rotate. So you got to understand sometimes your camp may have a bathhouse or something like that, that you have to have a scheduled shower time on, right? So your cabin chat may come before you go to your shower house or your unstructured free time might come before shower house. Uh, whatever it might be, you just need to make sure that you kind of take this period of time in your night and divide it up into thirds. So these 
to get into them. These three periods are the cabin chat. Some camps call these devotions. Some camps call them ruminations. Um, some camps just call them cabin chats, right? Really simple. It's a debrief of the day in some form or fashion. I say this is possibly one of the most important parts of the day, uh, just because, uh, you can turn a good day into a bad day or a bad day into a good day. But if you have this review at the very end of your day, uh, it gives every single chance, uh, every single camper in your cabin a chance to just be heard, listened to by peers and by a role model in the form of you as a counselor. So, you know, they have that feeling of being heard. Their problems are not being ignored. And that's super important. And you need to give them a chance. And um, Matt actually has some great tools for this. And I'm going to let him kind of talk about a few of them. Yeah, I think in, in my background doing, you know, adventure programming or facilitation and that kind of thing, I think it's totally a time, if this is like you're a little bit more engaged time, it's not, the, it's not the full quiet time, I think is what we're going for at this part here. You can use some of those processing tools that you would use when you're debriefing. So if you're going to use like, uh, I think... I don't want to mess this up. I think it's high five does Chigi cards. Um, they have some of those or literally you can use things to help kids make metaphors. So I've gone to like the workshop um, and brought in like a little toolbox that has tools. And I was like, when did you feel like, what, what do a hammer mean? Hammers get tough things done. When did you do a tough thing tonight or today during your day? So using those um, different tools to help kids like, Think about important parts of their day. Um, if you're a Christian camp, uh, I mean, I, I've grown up in Christian camping, and this is a perfect time to bust out one of the many devos that I'm sure either your camp has or that are out there online. Um, there's great devos in um, the Bible app. If you have the Bible app, uh, one of them has like a full devo guide built into there that has like activities and stuff. So you can jump. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes of it. But it's a great time to, to draw on some of those resources as well. Yeah. And it's a great thing to uh, understand too, that that period of time doesn't always have to be this super deep conversation uh, that gets really, you know, you know, sets this mood of kind of quiet and intimidating and everyone has to kind of talk, talk about this dark story of their hidden past. No, this can be fun stuff too. Like you can ask kids if they were in a zombie apocalypse, what kind of three weapons they want to bring them. This is just a chance for the kids to get together and talk about something. Uh, and yeah, sometimes it's reviewing that day, like I was talking about before, but sometimes it's just a really good excuse to let kids share about something that's going on. So um, <clears throat> I can't wait to hear. Hopefully some of you guys will comment. What are four items that you would need in the zombie apocalypse? What would you mm. give up? It's a mm -hmm. great Devo. It's one of the best of the younger kids too. Uh, uh, but going back into these three sections. So remember, these are three rotating ones. Sometimes the schedule of the rest of camp uh, determines them because of shower schedule and such. But uh, talk about showers. It's clean your body. All right. You as a counselor need to clean your body, but your campers do too. That's really important. Uh, so it's making sure they're going to shower, have a schedule for this, right? Maybe not every kid showers every night because of limited shower capacity. So they might shower in the morning, they might shower at night. Have a toothbrush chart. Smell them, smell their breath when they come out. It's a, or, just, or just smell them. Yeah. Uh, if it's bad enough, you'll know. Yeah. The, the power of the nostrils are important <laughs> for care. And if you smell something on your camper, you need to take care of it, right? And so many times you just hear about counselors who just don't smell something, they don't take that time, whether it's the breath of your kids or maybe they had an accident and you just didn't take that time. Uh, <clears throat> I even encourage my counselors to sniff beds in the morning because you might smell 
an accident, right? Yes. So don't underrate the power of the nose, I guess, is what Clean the Bodies is all about. Yeah. And uh, I just have a, a pro tip to jump in here when it comes time for your um, bathrooms. Uh, I grew up at, a, at camps where the bathroom was a walk away. It wasn't in the cabin. Um, and what saved my bacon was when we had a shower caddy that had uh, Ziploc bags for every camper's toothpaste and uh, toothbrush. Um, not necessarily for the shower stuff because those are bigger and easier for them to keep track of. But I don't know how many nights in my first year of counseling I had to wait like 15 minutes for Timmy to find his toothbrush. And that's fine. Kids lose stuff but let's just help them not lose stuff. Just get a bin and all their stuff at the start of the week goes in that bin. And then you take that to the bathroom with your kids so that it's all in one place and ready to go. Um, and then you never have to wait. I think I've in my latter years of counseling, I think I've saved hours just from having a dollar 25 uh, shower caddy from the dollar store. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, Sharpie, every kid's thing. So you know, who's, is what and take it away. Um, yeah. Um, the third structure of this beast is the structured versus unstructured time. So you have your cabin chats, right? This is a really structured conversation. Everyone sits down in a circle. You talk about your day or zombie apocalypse weapons, clean those bodies, making sure that they're nice and clean uh, because you can't have kids running around camp. We could do an entire show about hygiene. I bet we will one day. Uh, <clears throat> get that shower caddy so you can make sure everything's organized. But this structured, unstructured time, right? Something that's really important for us here at Camp Jewel is we talk about uh, that cabin socialization. It's a kid sitting on his bunk with another kid talking about what's going on, you know, in his life, what's going on. You as a counselor can come and be a part of that conversation. Sometimes you can sit off to the side and listen in on it. You can sit there and play cards and stuff. But we actually instituted something here at Camp Jewel called the ETB. Um, it's code for early to bed. I've Heard of other camps doing this. I thought it was a wonderful idea. I 100% stole this idea. And now it's something that we do here at camp. We look at our schedule and we go, cool, what night is a good ETB tonight? What night do we think that our kids need the rest, right? Uh, what? How can we end evening program a little bit earlier so that our kids can get back to the cabin, get a little bit more rest, but also get a little more socialization time, you know, get to, you know, see each other. Uh, I think it's really important. It's one of them, you know, kids, when they go home, talk about what happened in the cabin, right? Parents ask what happened at camp. Kids talk about cabin life. And if you don't think that this isn't important, you're missing out on one of probably the most important parts of camp. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So. And I think for, for you as a counselor, this is a great time to just like show them cool stuff. You know, bring your favorite board game in, bring a card game. Um, you can find a million of them on YouTube. Um, it could be, you know, quiet. I, I'm not sure how it works at Jewel, but this could be like time for you to teach them a song on ukulele if you have some ukuleles kicking around. Um, appropriate conversations. Just like that, I think it's all over nailed it on the head. It's so important to build that, that time in there. And I think that too often camps treat bedtime as like sleep time when bedtime is program time too. And, and giving kids some like uh, some tools, whether it's through games or those kinds of ways to interact with each other in like that small cabin room. I think that's really powerful. Um, so I would encourage you if, if you're a counselor listening to this, um, talk to your director about how you can make those quiet times happen. Maybe it's, maybe it's not even in your cabin. Maybe you do something special in a, in a quiet room around camp if there's other people around. Um, but it's, you know, that quieter conversation-based programming is, is really key here. So, yeah, I love that. 
Yeah, uh, I think this time is so important. You know, our leadership staff, like our coordinators, and even myself, sometimes make sure that we do rounds. We go to the cabins, we check in on cabins, we see how those kids are doing in there. We make sure that our counselors are a part of this structured, unstructured time and that they're doing something here. Uh, <clears throat> it's just so important; it can't be understated. Uh, and you gotta, you gotta make it happen. Um, but moving on to the next one is the nightly ritual. So you had this structured, unstructured time. You cleaned the bodies. You kept, did your cabin chats. You had your five minutes of bunk time. And at the door, you made sure the schedule is good and ready. But this nightly ritual. So like we're saying, going to bed, it's a program, right? It's an activity if you really think about it because nobody likes being told it's time for bed. Um, but they could be much more inclined to go to bed if you say, hey, it's time for our chapter of Harry Potter. It's time for me to read tonight's poem. It's time for me to sing tonight's song, whatever it might be. Uh, This is super important as well uh, because those kids just know now that it's time to go to bed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, um, again, we go back to front loading. We go back to setting up these expectations so that they know that it's coming and they know what it looks like. Um, so they know when your board game is done for the night or like when we've, when we've um, played one game of, of cards, one game of president or whatever, then that's, then this is the time to start getting ready for bed. This is the quieter portion. And you're, you're going from biggest intensity of like loudest thing, which isn't very loud to quieter and quieter and quieter and quieter um, until you're at that nightly ritual. And then we move into flashlight time. Uh, and Oliver, I haven't heard of it called flashlight time. I think I know what you're going for. Can you tell me a bit about that? Uh, flashlight for, for us is you're in your bunk. Um, you can have a flashlight on. Uh, there's no more talking. Uh, right. Essentially you can write a letter home to mom and dad. If you're a camp, uh, you can do it if you're a counselor. Uh, but it's that time where it's just you and your bunk. So uh, some kids will fall asleep reading their books. Some kids will just go straight to bed, turn their flashlight off. You're no longer being an intrusion. You're supposed to be quiet. It's, it's bedtime, bedtime. Uh, It's important too, that you realize that if you're a counselor, this is a privilege kids get at the end of the day, right? You can, you know, give them five, 10, 15, 20 minutes of flashlight time, but you you can say, you know, behavior wasn't that great today, you guys. I'm going to probably be taking away five minutes of flashlight time if we don't change this behavior. It's something you don't hold against them, right? It's not, you know, a punishment per se, but it's a reflection of character of how our, you know, attitudes were for that day. So, Right. And I think that with it reminds me of like so it's like chatting it's it's non chatting time it's that flashlight time and I think you can bring that mentality even into like the some of the the chatting time so like at at the camp I grew up at we were allowed to have our flashlight time was like chatting time and then chatting time moved into no chatting time which is like lights out right um, and the I, the one of the best things that I ever learned as a counselor um, and if you're not watching on the video I have my fist closed right now is that you start like this with your fish clo- fist closed and then you slowly open it up as it goes so maybe the first night you start with 10 minutes of flashlight time and you say to them you know if this goes well and and this is great then i think we can do 15 because you know i can trust that you're going to take that time respectfully um and then we can extend that to 20 and then maybe one night we can have flashlight time as long as you want maybe i don't know whatever your camp says is okay but you starting firm and then opening it up is it's it's way easier to go that way or close to open rather than open and then try to wrangle everybody in because you've lost that 
intention and that expectation. So that's my little tip there. Start close, open up slowly. Yeah. And, and that's important too. Going back to that nightly ritual, sometimes I know back in my time as a counselor, I was with 16 year olds and we were reading, uh, when we read our book at night, my 16 year olds were asleep by the end of nightly ritual. We never even really got to flashlight time. That was for the one kid who was able to make it through the chapter of a book, um, together. So, you know, that nightly ritual, if you do it well enough, it could be that bedtime right there. Um, and then, you know, the flashlight time is for those kids who had a little bit more energy that day, or maybe the book or the song or the poem doesn't put them to sleep, but, um, it's relaxed, you know, you're, you're going to bed. And then finally, you just turn the lights off at the end of the day. You have that set bedtime that you give them. Just make sure you stick to it. Uh, <clears throat> you know, you're always going to have one kid who's trying to run out of the bathroom real quick or run a, across the cabin to get into bed that last minute. But if you did your nightly ritual, they should already be in bed. You know, that flashlight time, they should be calmed down. So when you get to this lights out, if you're running to the ritual, just should be pretty easy and simple by then. Yeah. And I think my, my tip here that really worked for our counselors uh, at Pierce this summer was that the, the first night is so, so important to set those expectations. And especially on the first night, um, depending on what your cabin setup is that you should be like present Um, whether it's in the cabin, if you, if you know um, you go to a different room or a different section of the cabin, if you have a little sectioned off part, I would stay in the main part of the cabin until the campers aren't talking anymore. Cause sometimes campers will want to want to chat and want to test those expectations. But again, in in the spirit of of starting firm and, and easing up, you are it's sitting in the middle of the cabin or standing in the middle of the cabin and you're just waiting and you're not being rude. You're not being a jerk about it. You're just saying, Hey, remember we had our time to talk and, and now it's not that time anymore. So let's help other people go to bed. And every time someone talks, you're on that. And sometimes our counselors, um, they don't have uh, night breaks or night self care um, on that first night. And sometimes the counselors say like, you know, I stayed in that cabin until one in the morning until my kids stopped talking, but every other night has been perfect since then. So, um, better to, better to, you know, stay up a little later than not have to do it for the rest of the week when you're even more tired. Yeah. All right. Um, and like I tell my counselors about 90% of being a good counselor is preventative stuff. So you have a good routine, you have good uh, practices in place, but every once in a while, some things get a little out of whack your routine. Um, is great in its way, but there might be that homesick camper that someone who stays up a little bit later, or whatever it might be. We're going to go through some assorted lessons for how to handle some of those cases. So, uh, but we're going to whip through them real quick because it's supposed to be a quick show. So uh, first off, talk to your co, right? Just talk to your co for God's sakes. Let them know who's handling showers, who's handling this. Don't get upset if you feel like you're handling something all the time, because guess what? They're probably handling something else that you didn't even think about all the time as well. And then make sure that you guys both delegate what you need. So, get that breath of time in your schedule when you're going to bed at night. So if someone covers the cabin, someone covers the showers, someone covers toothpaste, toothpaste, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, My first little quick pro tip here is uh, lights off. Um, As much as you can, um, if it works with your camp, uh, what's worked for me every time is if you have the ability to turn your inside cabin light off and only allow kids to use flashlights, you will be so surprised at how fast that gets them to quiet down. Um, I noticed, especially with young boys, um, they, you know, they like to show off. They like to be silly. And if they can see each other, it's even easier for them to be silly with the lights on. Um, And it really cuts 
that night routine and that getting to quiet time down if you start with flashlights. For sure, they can shine flashlights in each other's eyes, and that's, again, just preventative on your part. But if that main light is off and they're just using their flashlights, I pretty much can guarantee it'll be an easier night for you. Yeah. Uh, if you're going into a night and you're starting to notice that one of those campers is a little bit homesick, um, make sure you separate them. Get them away from the rest of the crew. That homesickness, especially early on in the session, can spread pretty quick. So separate homesick campers, get them off with you, uh, you know, out of the sight of the other campers or at least out of hearing range uh, so that you can take a little bit of time, talk to them, get them through their homesickness uh, and get them back to bed. Uh, homesickness, hours of talking about it. So I want to keep that just real quick. Just make sure you, you know, pay attention, see what campers might be a little bit on the homesick side. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely a whole episode. I think Oliver, um, Campers, whether you call it homesickness or campers who are missing home, um, it's, I think it's a thing that every camp counselor guaranteed will face. Um, and so I'm excited for that episode. Uh, uh, let's talk about bedwetting quickly. My quick tip for bedwetting is that, that A, just don't worry about it. It's going to happen and you're going to deal with it and everything will be okay. Um, just the pro tip that was passed on to me is that if you can pick a time after dinner, after snack, after there's no more big active stuff, um, try to not allow campers to have any drinks of water post that time. If you can, st if they're going to bed at nine thirty, if you can stop the water at you know eight eight thirty, um, it'll just give you that extra little bit of help. Um, and also just make sure that you have some spare bedding close by, um, whether it's a secret sleeping bag or something like that, that if you need to change one out in the morning, that there's another one. So the campers, when they come back to the cabin, don't notice that there's a sleeping bag missing. So no water, secret sleeping bag. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the non-sleepers, the kids who want to stay up a little bit longer, uh, <clears throat> you know, you did all your ritual, but they just have the energy to keep going. Uh, they're, they're always there. Uh, have a conversation with them, you know, talk to them, have a good time, but try and keep it to about 15 minutes or less, you know, keep an eye on that watch, you know, have that conversation with them. And then you know, ask them, is it, are you ready to go to bed? And then eventually you might have to say, Hey, I think it's time for bed now. Try laying down, close your eyes and we'll see if that works. Come back to me if it's not going to work, but at least lay down in bed. If you're going to stay up with that camper, you're going to notice that after about 15 minutes, you're just going to be repeating your conversation over and over again. You're going to come back to it, circle around. That camper is, uh, they eventually get to this point where they know they're with the coolest person in the room, which is you, the counselor, and they don't want to leave that conversation. So they'll do whatever they can to stay up and be cool and stay up all night uh, sometimes. So try to keep it about 15 minutes or less. And then once you get to that 15 minute mark, I usually use a little bit more direct language and say, hey, we're going to get into bed right now. Uh, and it works pretty well. Usually they fall asleep. Nice. And I think my last tip here is that whatever you do for your nighttime routine, have a plan and be intentional. Uh, campers can really notice when you're trying to improvise or you're scrambling for things. And that's not the time where you want them to, to feel like they have a little more uh, freedom, that they can be a little more silly. Um, they can totally be as silly as they want, but not when other kids are trying to go to bed. So have a plan and make sure you're sticking to it um, so that you're not scrambling or not trying to figure out what to do um, you know, longer than that five minute time you have right when you get in the cabin. Uh, my last little hint is make sure you have some food on you. If you're allowed to have food in the cabins, uh, camp jewel doesn't necessarily allow snacks, but I know that my younger campers, uh, they'll, you know, eight o'clock rolls around. They haven't had dinner or have they even eaten in about three or four hours. They're hungry and they're going to start to whine and be upset and they get hangry too. They just don't know how to say I'm hangry. They just, are upset. So if you have something small um, and you can give that over to them, give them a little snack before bed, not too much, but 
a little bit. Uh, usually that will help hold them over till at least they go to sleep and then they wake up and they'll be hungry for breakfast in the morning. Awesome. Okay, Oliver, I think that that's good. Um, we'll post our this little th- our notes in the show notes for here, so you can follow along and remember anything we've said. Um, so we're not going to do a recap today because, uh, in the spirit of under thirty minutes, I'm saying under thirty now. Um, it is time to get ready. So get ready is a portion of our show. Every show that we do is something that you or uh, a camp counselor or one of your camp counselor friends can do to get ready for this summer um, or apply some of the things that we've been talking about in the show into your life every day. So Oliver, how can someone get ready? All right. So I know you're online right now and you're listening to our podcast and that's really great, but we're going to be coming out with them every week. So you can go try it two whole days being offline. All right. Put your phone down, turn off the screen. Um, let everyone know you're not going to be on Facebook or Instagram for the next few days. It's going to be okay. Um, but try it uh, to see what life is like, because we and a lot of camps today ask our campers to come to camp and have no technology. And we're looking at a generation now that has been living their entire life on these devices, on their cell phones, on a tablet, on a computer. And you as a staff member too, as an 18, 19 year old, 20 year old um, in that age gap have had pretty much the same life as well. So try it, see what it's like because that's how your campers are feeling for the first two days when they don't get to play their Fortnite. They don't get to check their YouTube videos uh, that they're streaming and following. Uh, take a chance and see what it's like because that feeling is something that you're going to have to facilitate and being able to connect with that feeling, I think is really important. So it may seem impossible, but trust me, it's 100% possible yeah. <clears throat> and take it for a ride. And I wanted to give a quick, uh, on that, Oliver, a quick shout out to the Pierce Williams staff members because one of the policies that's just existed for a long time at Pierce Williams is that if you're not the camp director or the executive director um, or the social media person, uh, you hand your phone at the start of the week and you get it back at the end of the week. Um, so even, you know, our counselors, they're, they're hardcore. They're living that offline life just like our counselors do. Um, and... Uh, something that that we we do sometimes with them is that we'll encourage them to like write a message and put like a post on their Instagram and be like I'm going to camp for the summer I'm so excited to be unplugged or those or I'm going to camp for the week um, you can catch me on Saturday uh, those kinds of things so um, you know if the entire Pierce Williams staff member staff team can do it you can too that's a great one Oliver yeah um, and, and yeah, Pierce Williams great we have lockers here at Jewel we put them away if you are listening from another camp just know. There are camps across the entire country and Canada and the United States and, you know, wherever else there's camps who are going cell phone free. So it is 100% possible. Do not worry about going to summer camp and not having your phone on you. We have a great time without them. That's right. We believe in you. Um, the other thing is we're talking about bedtimes and I've been thinking about this a lot in my life lately is what are, what are your personal routines um, when it comes to getting to bed and waking up? Um, one, of, one of my good friends uh, who's a camp director said that this summer he started his morning routine at camp of waking up a little earlier and going for a run with somebody. And for me, I'm not a great morning person. Like for me, that sounds awful. But um, he made that intention and he said it made him a better camp director. Um, So whatever you're doing now, this is the time to practice while you're at home. Think about what's realistic at your camp. And then I want you to try this week for one week, um, from Monday to Friday or however long your camp sessions are. Let's go with that. Pick 
a routine that you can do. And that doesn't have, you don't have to go for a run. Uh, I will not be running with you. So you don't have to go for a run. It can be writing in a gratitude journal. Maybe it's doing yoga in the morning. Um, for one year, I wrote um, a note to someone who helped. When I got my first camp directing job, I wrote an email to somebody that helped get me to where I was that day, um, every morning before I started work. And that was my morning uh, routine. So just starting one of those things that you can carry on when you're working at camp um, and try it now and see what sticks and try different things before the summer starts. If you're listening, you know, when we're releasing this podcast, you've got a whole like eight months, nine months before camp starts next year. So try it out. Okay. All right. So that's our show for today. If you enjoyed today's show, uh, we would love and be so grateful to you if you could go to camphacker.tv slash love. Uh, that link will get a tweet ready for you that talks about our show. That's right. And your reviews and your word of mouth um, things are really important to us just because, you know, we want to get the show out as widely as possible. We think that camp counselors change the world and uh, the more skills they have and the less time that you have to spend um, in leadership training, um, teaching these basic skills that I think every, not only counselor, but human beings should know, let's go with that, um, then uh, that helps make the world and our campers' lives a little bit better. So thank you for your ratings and reviews, um, and we're always taking your feedback. So um, my email is in the show notes. If you want to get uh, a hold of me, it's matt at gocamp.pro. Uh, Oliver, how can people get a hold of you if they have any comments or feedback or questions? Uh, it's just my name. So it's oliver.gregan, G-R-E-G-A-N, at ghymca.org. Perfect. Yeah, don't forget to check out our show notes over at camphacker.tv slash podcast and uh, leave us some love over there. That's our show. Thank you. Camp is camp and camp is all good. First Class Counselors is brought to you by Beth and Travis Allison, Summer Camp Leadership Training and Marketing Consultants. Thanks for listening, friends. Hey, Camp Rose, we love that our industry is built on sharing. In order to foster that spirit, we hope that whenever you share an idea that you learn from the Camp Hacker podcast, conference, summer camp professionals group, or wherever else, that you're quick to give credit where credit is due. That way, we can all encourage more Camp Pros to share the tips and tricks that will make camp better.